We lost. <laughs> and we are live. Uh, we lost Greg already. I'm already oh, out. Greg's already, I'm already out. Dying laughing. Oh, man. It's a good sign. A squat cast for the soul. Yes. Much chicken, needed. Chicken cast for the soul. Chicken it's cast been a while. It has been too, too far, far too long. We've been, I guess the word is busy. Grinding. Oh, my God. Grinding. Hustling. Yep. Hashtag cliches. Hashtag. Drinking coffee at 12 in the afternoon. Hashtag wolves and Rolexes and Ferrari memes. I was up at 2.30 a.m. As I have been known to do from time to time. As was Waking I. up four hours earlier before I need to do and then just feeling great and thinking like, but it's too early to go to the gym. And then by the time the gym time winds around. You're exhausted again. I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, and yeah, I sure. go. I get there. Yep. But I'm starting to think I should just train at like 3 a.m., which is not impossible. But however, I was awake and I saw Dirt Malone like to post on Instagram around the same time. And I knew. Wow. Oh, I'm yeah. like, Dirt Malone yeah. is, uh, was up. Oh. So I was happy. Um, up when the cock crows. I paid, a, I paid a little visit to the Retro Fitness in East Brunswick to drop off some swag nice. to nice. them because they uh, shouts those Shouts are to great Greg, people. Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson. Robinson Dup. Yes. Robinson, Robinson Dup. It's <laughs> like, what? On Instagram. So I dropped off some shirts and I'm like, you know what's in the area? Hello. Oh, I love it so much. So I get Aaron One the chicken platter. Food styles. I get the beef platter. Okay. The white sauce, of yeah. course. Put some of that hot sauce on there oh, too. It's hot. Heavy. It's hot. Doused. Drive back, eat some falafels on the way back. Wow. A little too toozy. Wow. And too then good. the three three AM happened because it just didn't sit well with me. So of course, like any person in twenty eighteen, sitting on the shitter on my uh And all you're phone. thinking is I <laughs> like, falafel. I mama. <laughs> on the gram. So you were up thinking about training, I was up fucking Well no, I mean I was scoops and I was up mad that I was awake, and I saw you were awake, and I'm like, I wonder if he's up early or stayed up late. Mm. Did you fall asleep and then were woken up by your stomach? No, dude. So you're still up? I was just freaking... All the way I only slept like three hours last night, but I just couldn't get in a comfortable position. It was bad. I felt like bloated as shit, and I was like, this is not going to be good. And then that's it. It's the worst feeling in the world. So you I, can't just like... Uh, especially when the meal was so yes. good. It was mm. so freaking good. and then So good that you're like, well, I could go buy it on the way home maybe. And uh, <laughs> Now Greg wants to get some for oh lunch. Oh my God. <laughs> I woke up today wanting halal, and you're like, oh, dude, I'm not doing so good because I Anything halal. but halal. Yeah. yeah. That's all you want. Hell no. Two forces meet. That's fucked up. I said, I'm just going to have to get halal adjacent to somewhere where they can make food that you can, can consume. Yeah. So we that. thought, since you're feeling so terrible, why not document it, ask you to be sharp and witty on your feet? Exactly. He's got a coffee. For the entertainment of others. So we've been busy. busy. We've been bouncing around. We've been plotting and scheming. Well, you know, it's I mean, funny. it's work, but, you know. The metaphor uh, of the gym, I think, has really applied well to the first month of my 40s. Ooh, there we go. Time under tension. Yes. Right? This first month uh, of my 40s, July 2018, mm -hmm. has been uh, a hectic, stressful one as we sort of uh, pivot and turn 
um, and make power moves. Triple phase threat, two. Triple threat position. Phase, phase two, two that's two what I've been brand. thinking of. Yes. yes. Phase two of the brand. Getting uh, over that hump and into phase two and uh, uh, getting the wheels moving in that direction has been uh, a stressful process. Lining some things up. Yes. Getting our ducks in a row, yes. so to speak. Yes. It's a duck thing. Yes. Uh, duck down. There is uh, shit in the pipeline coming. Oh, is there ever? Yeah, some innovative stuff. Wow. So week I, by I guarantee week. you wow. that. By week. Yes. I, I'm, since I'm using the word guarantee, yes. I'll say. Make it a conservative guarantee. At the very least, yes. we're talking seven weeks. Yes. Less so. Yeah, less. I sure hope so. I think less. I sure hope so. But I guarantee you that G Code Nutrition will be showing you something you've never seen before. Uh, we can say that, right? Yes. I mean, it's it's a fact. We yes. are birthing, and and birth actually is underselling the process. Yes. If yes. you think about it in terms of months, it's it's longer than a nine month gestation. Yep. Um, and the thing that's definitely true um, is that I feel like, to some extent, and not to pat us on the backs do or it. anything, because there's do no because we got you know we have a long way to go and a lot of growth to do. Um, but you know, one of the ambitions when we set forth this process and uh undertook this uh this uh massive um that's the word i'm looking for endeavor mm-hmm. uh was to try to be ambitious and do things differently um so uh proof positive of that right from the jump was that we made vice a tri-pack um and gave you 45 servings 15 each of three different flavors so uh what we are graduating to Uh-oh. is as i see it without showing giving too much away Oh. is really doubling down on our innovation. Yep. Uh, we were the first to provide that, and um, we will be the first to provide something something new, something never seen before in our industry, um, which uh, lines up with the ambitions of the brand. You know, the fact that we're doing that 17 months into our company's history, um, you know, uh, where we're out there, you know, fighting for it every day, fighting for every sale, fighting for every new account. The idea that we're doubling down on uh, innovation um, Absolutely, to, to, stand, to stand out at this young juncture in our company uh, and this pivotal point in our company's history is a big deal. We're leaning forward. Yep. You know, cool. you might walk into a store and think to yourself, "What the hell is that?" Yes, I and hope who so. coming end of summer? G Code Nutrition decides to step it up. So here's the scenario, right? Like, I just want to, <laughs> I want to make people feel at ease. Yes. You work for a big supplement company. You're out there. You see a young upstart company come along. They put multiple flavors in a pre-workout in one unit of the pre-workout. And you think, perfect. Why not use that idea? But then then you don't know how to follow it up. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to show you what you can borrow next right as an idea you can try as an idea evolves it's the it's the evolution of an idea but i mean that's the idea right like i mean that's that's the whole goal the evolution of an idea is uh part of a greater ethos a greater idea in terms of the vision for our brand right is the idea that like um we're trying to be ahead of the curve in a lot of ways right it's like i I feel like it's funny because i feel like i think i wrote this the other day too right but it's like we're sort of an old school brand Mm -hmm. in some ways and then in a lot of other ways, we're trying to do visionary things. Yeah. So those two things are, they work for us, but they're, those are two concepts that are at odds. You can do both. So you have like, you know, the old school morals and uh, values. 
values yep. as well and just kind of push the envelope on things, especially in a uh, industry where, you know, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people doing similar things and you got to be innovative and you got to stand out from the, the crowd. So, Well, what if I really want to put proprietary blends into our products or have a company-wide rule that we won't sell any product that costs more than $5 to make? I heard about that recently. I'm going to say, is your margins what are going to be great? Like, what if I just want margins and don't give a shit about anything else? Am I SOL? I mean, in this room you are, awesome. but but uh, in this industry you are not. No, I mean, like that's why it's Sounds like... Sounds like so a recipe for success. That's the modern new school take on things right. is to margins, margins, margins. How cheap can the product be? How much of it can we sell? Maximizing those two things and for knowing like we're the guys who are taking these products. Right. <laughs> that's the thing. Like we are the... We are the... Guinea pigs. Right. We have to live it every day. Of course. I'm not going to the gym and throwing a different product in the shaker cup because we make garbage. Yes. And I don't want to drink it knowing what's in it. No. We have to... It has to be good enough to use. Of course. We're the billboards. We're the ambassadors. Don't get me wrong. We got an awesome team with us. Fucking sick athletes right now. It's unbelievable what's going on. And we're going to be adding to that list shortly. We will. But... We can't. It would be poisoning ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta like, look at. You gotta look at margins like margin. The butter. Margarine. Margarine. Okay. Fake. You could put some margarine on a pancake, but God for sake, if that pancake ain't good, all you're gonna have is that little sweetness of margarine. You know, there was it was a point back. <laughs> what he said it was a point back when, when things come full circle where margarine was considered the healthy alternative. Yeah. To really. Butter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Butter was butter was from. gonna kill you. Yeah, and margarine was the healthy alternative. No, Turns out, right. not so much. Was that that have something to do with like the uh, the FDA paying off the scientists to say these uh, false lobbyists claims? Did the th lobbyists they wanted to turn margarine into a product, so they made it. They made butter bad, right? And margarine good, right. so that they could sell it. Right. Same thing with sugar, right? Yeah, they said yeah, sugar. I mean, was... it's like a constant war of rhetoric, like organic. You know, what, what is, quote, technically organic now right. has changed 40 times. Right. You know, before you know, it's like, oh, it's it means in a box. Yeah. <laughs> but It means exists in the world. Yeah. But I, anyways, <laughs> we're very excited. The next chapter, the next phase, continuing the tradition of pushing the envelope. Really pushing the envelope, really doubling down in a massive way on everything that we've attempted to do in the past 17 months. Dirt, I was saying to Greg, was a very and, and cool, a long time before those seventeen months yep. as well. A very cool thing about what's coming is that I think there's an element of customizability to it. If you have preferences mm -hmm. for something, there's going to be a little individuality coming to your supplement game. That hopefully that's what we're delivering, you yeah. know. But it's very cool. We'll, well, we won't go into more details because we're going to roll this out in a major way, but that's what we've been up to. That's why the squad casts have been a little light. Yep. We've been uh, pulled in many directions, a lot of bolts in the air. Yes, that's many, right. many bolts in the air. There's just a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of work to go around. 
and not many people to do it. Um, so we're very lucky to have the support group externally that we have, whether it's actually in our homes yep. um, and our significant others and our families and, and our closest friends and our and, and allies. And then uh, the people out there who uh, believe in what we're doing the and have supported us fam. from a distance, the G-Code fam, the G-Code nation, it's it's a very legitimate thing. And, and it, it grows by the day. Um, but we don't take for granted those those guys who've been there since the jump uh, or who have um, caught on to what we're doing and, and bought in, you know. Yep. Um, so that's like, you know, it's for those guys that, we, that we're striving every day because we want to prove them right for believing in us mm-hmm. um, and then also just sort of stun them, you know. Like it's almost like I feel like, uh, you know, some, some of our consumer base was betting on a stock. By buying in the G code, yes, and like I want the. I invested to, early. I want them to wake up one morning and feel like you know they have Amazon stock because they're in on the ground level with what we're doing. They yeah, heard no. the classic album before. Yes, the world caught on exactly, and they're like the real fan. Yep, just got to keep pounding away like a um, what is it? A mortar and a pestle. <laughs> it's mortar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Greg was laughing. That's too long to explain. Yeah, it's a, nerd jokes. We do them well. Guys, I saw in the news that uh, LeBron James started a school. Yes, I'm glad you brought this up. Fucking. And did you see the photo awesome. of like you walk in and it's like the, the staircase going around? Did you see what the walls like, this is amazing. With? The walls of those staircases no. are covered with his sneakers. Oh shit! Pairs of shoes. So, but the, most importantly, even though it's a beautiful looking school, eleven. He sent eleven hundred kids to college free of charge, or not free of charge. He's paid for their tuition. Right. Just in his time. But it's a school. It's a head start school. These are for like at-risk kids. Mm-hmm. And he said, I used to walk down these same streets and I used to worry. And the best thing, the, the toughest thing is being a kid and wondering if anyone cares. And I cre- I built this school to let them know someone cares. It's beautiful. I love it. So now, and it was All cool those LeBron haters, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like really... Now let's have like a heated argument over how he's only the third best ever at something. <laughs> like that's he's the best in the world currently at it. At worst, he's probably like the fourth best ever at something. It's a world, and view. that's a knock. It's a worldview thing at this point, I believe. And it I, is, and I believe that if yeah. you really hate LeBron, it's got to do with your own issues with yourself. This is true. It's true. It's about. It's largely about how you see yourself. You don't want someone who makes you think about how you're acting. The one who, like the whole shut up and dribble thing about him. Yep. It's like, hold on. This guy, I, I it's, posted it's, on it's Facebook. Put up or, it's, right, it's really right, put up or shut up, right? Yeah. You're, gonna, you're going to uh, critique the world at large. Right. Okay, well then do, you know, that's always the thing. Like, always one of the knocks that I have, right? And I often I have knock this knock on people who often share my worldview. Mm-hmm. It's criticize this, criticize this, criticize this. This right. is fucked up, this is fucked up. Okay. Provide alternatives and live your life in a way that yep. that that then contributes to making things better and improving right. things. Don't just say, "Oh, this stuff, all this thing sucks." Yeah, it's like you know uh, something is broken in your home or uh, a meal is yeah. doesn't taste good or whatever. Right. right? It's like you're not instead of providing ways to make that food taste better. Instead of trying to fix that thing in your house, you're just saying, "Oh, that's broken." Yeah. Oh, no shit, it's right. broken. Right. You know. And like the whole shut up and dribble thing, to me, it's like, well, hold on a second. And I posted this on Facebook the other day, but he moved 10 times, LeBron, between the age of 5 and 8. 
At one point, he and his mom had to move into so another family's home, so his because she couldn't make ends meet. They had to get, you know, get some balance. And and some security temporarily, so they moved into another family's house, and from that point, he's now sending kids to college and funding a public school single-handedly. Yep. This is the last person on earth I want to shut up. Right. I want to know his insight, yep. how he got to this point. I want him to share those jewels with the world. Yep. Not to say that just because you're great at a sport right. that uh, you can comment on. Um, that you have values right. to speak of. There's plenty of people who are great at a sport who don't have any kind of values. But this is a guy who clearly has values and cares about things more than just the spotlight. I saw him being interviewed recently, and, and he uh, was talking about uh, how like one of the strange phenomenons that's going on in the world right now is the fact that um, Americans are being divided over sports. Yep. Hmm. And his whole point was like, man, he's like, you know, I made friends at a young age with people of different backgrounds. The first white kids I knew, the first white kids who became my friend, became my friends because of sports. He's like, my whole life, sports been bringing people together. Yeah. And now it's being utilized as a tool to divide us. Like, and that's crazy, you know, like to weaponize something, to weaponize something that's generally brought us together. No kidding. It's, cra man. it's crazy. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's just hard to believe that that's where we find ourselves now, you know? I mean, I think all three of us have that in common, too. Our childhoods oh, were, sure. were... Enhanced tremendously, I mean, like, culturally, because of There sports. isn't a type of person that we didn't meet yep. or interact with because yep. of basketball. Yep. I mean, like, from yep. the, from a surfer kid yep. to a felon yep. to, a, you know, everything in between. Yep. Uh, every religion. Yeah, no know, kidding. You know? Playing ball with Muslim dudes, playing ball with uh, with Orthodox Jewish dudes, playing, right. do, you know, uh, young you know, young evangelical dads. type kids, all right. kinds of crazy right. people with back, you know, of the, of the broadest backgrounds, you know, uh, Hindu kids, every background. Yep, young dads Filipino. and kids who were thirty five and acted like children still, yep. like every. Yep. Thing in between, you got experience that you'd see a guy on the sidelines who had a drinking problem. You yep. have another one who's a preacher, like yep. Yep. <laughs> everything. Um, sports kind of forces people out of their tribes, their comfort zones. There's no, you know, there, there can't be division yep. if you want to be a team that's good at anything. Yep. You have to put all that bullshit yep. to the yep. side. And you would think sports would, could be a way for us to do that as a country. Right. We need to find a way. Well, I mean, you're, right you're playing pickup ball and you're picking a team. And there's two captains and you're yeah. picking a team. You're only picking your boys so much. Right. Like, yeah. I'm definitely picking my boys, but I also want to win. Yeah. So, like, I might have to choose a dude I don't know very well or whatever on a hunch that he's going to help me win. Right. I might even have to choose a guy I'm not crazy about. You're picking that Filipino kid that can hit the tray. And now you're in battle with now you're in battle with someone that's yep. totally different from you yep. in many ways. Yep. You know, just because you have the same goal in yep. mind. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I don't want him to shut up. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear from people who go around trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, like, we should be amplifying them. So I think that's fucking awesome, man. What an inspiration, and what a you, like may on my may in my obituary. The worst thing that someone says about me is that like. They don't like the way I quit my job once. I hated that. <laughs> like, that's the thing yeah, that people always bring up about LeBron. Like, he's not as good as Jordan yep. and the decision yeah, or the yeah, two knocks. Course. And, like, may people be like, man, remember that one time Sko was like, Who are you talking about? Yo, I don't like this company. That other company, they treat me better. I'm going over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that's the worst. First of all, most people I know don't even have the balls to quit. Of course. 
and go to yeah, another company yeah. and move, let yeah. alone do it on TV. Yeah, yeah, of course. No. Of course. And it's like, you know, the other thing, too, is like uh, I sit there and I think about the idea that, you know, I mean, ultimately, like that goal, it's the best goal possible. And that's the thing, like I, one of the things that I, I've, I try to like uh, stay in touch with in terms of like my aspirations in life, right? Um, from the time I was, you know, 20 or before till now and some of the best work i've ever done some of the best incentive i've ever had to do good work some of the best motivation the best inspiration has come from the idea of just trying to make the world a better place yeah you're hoping and then and then hopefully that will translate to some sort of financial security and success on a, on a level that's you know quantifiable where right. you get your bills paid and you know you're able to take care of the people you care for right it's like I find like when when the goal, the goal for your success is bigger than just about you, mm-hmm. that's when like the magic happens. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, so like a do, so like I sit here and I think like of all the things that we want to accomplish, but one of the reasons that I want to accomplish those things, or at my best, I've wanted to accomplish those things, yep. is because you want to have a platform to contribute to making the world a better place. And right. Like here's a guy who is in exactly that moment and, and doing he's it. Doing it. Yeah, and you know, it's a it's very like, short man, list it, of people. Man. That's it. Like that's what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, like you know, um, there are there are athletes who are incredible athletes, and they will be known forever yeah. because yeah. of their athletic achievement. But history remembers them as not good people. Mm-hmm. And it's like ultimately being a good person, and what you can contribute to the world being a good person yeah. might be far greater than any sort of athletic achievement. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he he's said a it young himself. Man, it's one of the best days of his life. Is yeah. Opening the school yep. yesterday, yep. so he's yeah. like the Tom Hanks of. I mean, I would. I'd like to think. <laughs> I'd like to think more he's... people like more. Yeah, but more people like Tom Hanks stuff. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of LeBron yeah. hate. I look at it like this. You know, everything is kind of transitioning from t- instead of teams, it's individual players now because like the fantasy football and all this shit. So it's like all, the NBA was always that for me, though. If I can be honest, yeah, the players Just talk, talking about sports in general. The NBA has always been that for me. I was a Raiders fan and a Mets fan, and mm-hmm. that was unwavering, you know. But but basketball was always that for me. Like, I can honestly look back and think to the 80s and 90s, and I really liked the Bulls, right. and I really liked the Lakers, yeah. and I really liked the Celtics, and I really liked the Sixers, and I really liked the Suns with Barkley. Like I was going to say, yeah, like, it's funny. They're when Jordan came you know, up and he's playing Magic, yeah, yeah. I was rooting for Jordan, right? right? right. And then he's playing Barkley on the Suns, right, right. and now like the Bulls are the Bulls, and now I'm rooting for the right, Suns. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know that was happening all yeah. the time. And like I sit back and I try to think like, well, who was my? I like I really loved those ball players. Who mm-hmm. was my team? And I would think back like, and a team I can't stand now. I really liked Golden State in the nineties. Oh yeah, in the eighties and nineties. Like the, those Mullins. Golden State teams, yeah. the Mullen, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, yep. Chris Webber. Dude, those they were even well. cool those with like Sprewell and Webber. Those like, are my early, squads. Yeah. I love those teams. So like I sit there and like think the teams that I really like Seattle was such a dope yeah. team. Yeah, there were dude. teams like Cabin that, right? There were teams that I really, really enjoyed, and I rooted the Pacers. For those you loved Reggie Miller loved and the Reggie pa- Miller. And the That's my squad. Um, but there were these teams with, with <laughs> Reggie Miller. There were these teams that I liked as teams, but in general, it was always about the individual players for me. So, like for me personally, I, I think I said this to you guys before. Like, just on a sports level, now you're talking about the world and things of greater consequence. For me, I told you guys that like I thought the Celtics were such a cool story and were such a good young team. But if the Celtics had beaten the Cavs and it was the Celtics and the Warriors in the finals, I would have been like, eh. Yeah. I've been watching it here or there. Right. But LeBron was in, I'm in. 
Right. I'm watching every game. Right. right? And that's like, the, and that's the difference about the NBA with me. Like, is the player that I give a shit, is he playing? If mm-hmm. he's playing, I'm in. And I don't really care what team he's playing for. Yeah. Like I just want LeBron to keep playing. You know what I mean? And that's that's my. You're like if Steph Curry's point. there, dude. Greg's watching. Hashtag Steph Curry. Yeah, that's says. the whole thing we do. <laughs> we we say something that Greg would rather die. Greg be, checked be in at paintball today. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Steph Greg says. <laughs> Submit your favorite hashtag Steph Greg says to us, and we'll post the winner. <laughs> yeah. The winner uh, gets it. an autographed Steph Curry fathead. Uh, hashtag. That's on my wall. Things hashtag Greg Steph Greg says. <laughs> Can't wait to go skydiving this weekend. <laughs> it's true. It's wait. good to be. It's good to be known. It's good to be known for what you're not. I am okay with that. Going to Stumpy's Hatchet House with the boys. Hashtag things Greg Man, says. I want some soy. <laughs> Soybean. So, God, this is a really. It's a really dark yeah. and weird. <laughs> dark, so, too dark. This is a really dark. Skull can go so dark. It's a dark and weird pseudo political thing. Okay. So I don't know. It didn't occur to me to even go in there, but you brought it's hot up. In here. It is hot in here. Oof. And there's so that means there's only one thing to do. Yep. Take off all your clothes. So you <laughs> you mentioned Tom Hanks is what made me think of it. Okay. And there's this. I mean, it's fucked up. So. Are you familiar with Pizzagate? Unfor- unfortunately, yes, I am familiar with the. I, I what's the word I would even use to describe it? The uh, conspiracy theory. Right, it's a conspiracy theory, sort of uh, like really kind of half cocked. Uh, yes, conspiracy theory, half baked, like half not baked, well reasoned. Right, 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 right. Yet spreads among a certain like. I don't know how to describe. Well, anyways, without going, go without ahead. Too, I'm political. I'm gonna place. I'm gonna place without political. I'm gonna play some with, with, music for right. Without well, getting too political, you, I, I, gonna, but, but my yeah. point about that is that it was uh, it's a conspiracy theory, but it seemed particularly um, resistant to reason. Yes, resistant to reason and ev- and counter c- counter evidence. Right, and then also um, sort of hysterical. Yeah, it's kind of like this, like say, like Alex Jones saying, like the Sandy Hook shooting Go ahead, never ready? happened, Go or ahead. that they're all actors and it right, was staged, right? right? It's like uh, that's a bit right. much. So mood music for you. When I say hysterical, I don't mean funny. I mean hysterical, like someone who's in a moment of hysteria, like holy fuck, dude, the world's coming to an end. Holy fuck. So like for the last couple days, if you went to YouTube okay. and typed in Tom Hanks, okay. what would come up is Tom Hanks pedophile. The top 25 videos on YouTube would be about Tom Hanks being a pedophile, okay? So I'm going to go back and tell you what Pizzagate is and tell you how we... Wow. How that happened, okay? So Pizzagate was this conspiracy theory before the presidential election that uh, Hillary Clinton and her staff and her people were involved in a pedophile ring, okay? Mm -hmm. That was abusing children in the basement of a pizza place in In Washington, D.C. Right. And it got so carried away that a guy grabbed his machine gun and ran into the... I mean, he might have even killed someone. Someone, I thought someone died. I think someone died. Yeah. So just to show you how like crazy this is, this, this dungeon under the pizza place where supposedly all this is happening, the pizza place had no basement, right? So there's one, no basement in the Alamo either. Go ahead. There you go. So there's just one level, one room, pizza place. Okay. The guy went in there looking for the basement... 
obviously people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. All hell broke loose. Okay. This, I said it like with a smile. This is obviously horrible. Yeah. Right. But so now there's a new thing called QAnon. Right. Oh. And I only know about it because there's like beat reporters on this subject of like crazy conspiracy theories. But these are like, you know working for major publication type people who just keep tracks of these things, sure. especially after that shooting. And it started like months ago, but it's basically this guy who's supposedly like a government official of some kind. Okay. And like Roseanne Barr tweets about this. Okay. And like, there's like people who actually like hashtag this stuff. Did she find Jesus, Roseanne? Has I she mean, come she back might to have, us? She might be using Jesus to rehabilitate her okay, career. Okay. She found a prop. <laughs> when I say finding Jesus, I'm like, she's seen the light is. and is coming right. back to She him. found an article that told her she mentioned Jesus. Okay. No so idea. So that's kind of funny. Okay. No idea who that is. Go ahead. You don't know who Roseanne Barr is? No. Roseanne, the TV show, the TV show Roseanne? Roseanne. Oh. There you go. That's her last name. Go ahead. John Goodman's fake wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, there it is. There it is. Bar. So she tweets about it. Bars. But anyway, so QAnon Q is an anonymous okay. government official okay. uh, with okay. his finger on the pulse. Q anonymous. Yes. Right, okay. With his finger on the pulse of a revolution that's happening okay. where Donald Trump's rounding up all the pedophiles and holding them accountable. Okay. Bringing them to justice. There's At no point of what I'm saying makes sense. So don't think that I'm getting okay, to okay. that point. But like... That there is this vast conspiracy and that don't worry that him and Donald are on the case to bring these people in the government to justice and stomp out this, uh, yet again, pedophile ring. Why is it a pedophile ring again? Obviously, it's salacious and so, such a crazy thing. So, So repugnant. That people are like, oh my God. Right. And I also think it attracts people who... Might have had trauma in their life, and so they're incredibly worried about children. Right. And there's, I mean, as anyone would be, but even more so, like to an extreme nature, right? When you're arming yourself and running into a pizza place because you're convinced. Well, there could be compensatory, there could be compensation involved also, which is what I come across when I see a lot of the most um, vocal people in terms of uh, whatever... Uh, the either injustice is right. or the perceived perversion is, right. there is often compensation that's occurring mm. because one is attempting to make up for one's own absolutely base predilections right. that they wish were not so. Right. Right. Uh, right. And it, sometimes it can be it can be something that's completely sort of victimless. Like for for example, if someone uh, was. Uh, had homosexual tendencies, right? Like but, a but a, them their whole a life. family values politician right. who, uh, you know, is against gay Rail, marriage in right. public and in private, very much so. Fighting, for, fighting, <laughs> fighting their their gay right, fighting yeah. their own uh, inner battle with their right, their and it manifests in an ugly way. Right, right, right. right. So it happens all the time. Right, but, but what I'm saying is that you know, in these instances where it could be someone who seems to be leading a charge against uh, some sort of horrific. Um, uh, crime, injustice, yeah. crime and injustice like like pedophilia uh you know in in some instances these are the very people who uh are guilty of yeah such, no of such, i mean such like horrific trespasses it's a scary um consortium consortium mm. is that the word it's a good word consortium, consortium. that's like yeah. a what's the word group yeah right it's yeah. a it's 
I don't know how you get membership in this group, but it's disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so there's all of these. What makes things worse, and this is really the root of it, yeah. is that there are all these like alternative media sure. guys. Can and I, even can I get girls. a fake news, Dermot Malone? Sad. <laughs> <laughs> who go who have YouTube channels right, and sure. this they create content right. that revolves around these conspiracy theories. So they feed the of fire. Course, They're pouring course, gasoline course. on the fire. They're saying, You think it's bad? It's not three kids. It's four hundred kids tied up in the basement this time. So these guys are going around the country with handicams and they're like outside like a factory. Like there's this one Mexican company that has like does like two trillion business, so it has like factories everywhere. It's called sure. like Mereft. I don't even know what the hell it is, but like if you just type in the name of that company in YouTube, like the top four hundred videos are all different dudes with handicams at different factories of theirs investigating a pedophile ring. Wow! Right? They're like a transnational company, wow. and. Like the, Joe on the street, like literally like a guy like was playing video games before. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, oh, let me now I'm suddenly a private investigator. Like it's not like right, it's of career law enforcement right, people. Right, sure. It's like usually, you know, there's some it's just like a guy decided to monetize this thing. Go after it. They find like a broken bottle. Post the broken bottle. Like, what happened here? Right. And then people are just kind of projecting their own nightmare onto this blank canvas. Sure. Right? So these guys, because there's so many of them, and they're all competing, and it's like a race to the bottom, and they all claim to have insight and access to this guy, QAnon. I guess I should back up and tell a little bit about QAnon. Okay. So this guy on, like, message boards, supposedly it's this guy. Is it like a Reddit thing? Reddit, 4chan. I've oh, only boy. read like the articles summarizing the thing. I've never actually seen the thing, okay. but they he'll post like a reflection of an island in a, like a whiskey glass, right? Right, and then people be like, "Oh my God, Trump is in Asia right now. The plane is over this island. Look at this island," and they like try to compare like an inverted reflection on a glass that's distorted to like the shape of an island in the Pacific. Right. Like how the people, like it's an island you've never even sure, heard sure, of. Sure. It's not like it's fucking, you know, Japan. Right. And um, they're like, oh my God, he's on Air Force One right now. He's in the, like, he's with the president in the president's chair. There's no way you could take this photo. Otherwise, right, yeah, like sure. he's got access. So they're all convinced this guy's like, you know, Dick Cheney, right. like the next guy right, in right, command. Yeah, sure. Trump's right hand man. And so all these guys have posted so many videos on these topics that for a week, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, this Mexican uh, transnational company, you type in just their names, and the next thing is like, is a pedophile. Is a pedophile ring. The top like 50 results for all wow. of them. It dwarfed like Tom Hanks, you know, you'd think like fucking Saving Private Ryan oh, sure. would come up or something. No. It's that he's a pedophile. Okay. So until YouTube, YouTube yesterday, like changed their algorithm, I guess they found out about this because people are like, dude, what the hell? My kid right. wanted to see the next Steven Spielberg movie. Right, right. <laughs> he's getting like some crazy guy with a flashlight running through the desert. Right. Talking about <laughs> well, Damn. you know, what's funny is that I thought like it was like uh, Tom Hanks was like the, the last guy that people could agree on. I, I was asking. It's a good question. Yeah. I'll ask. I think I asked this of you, but yeah. yeah. Name an American that all Americans like. Like, and Tom Hanks was really the only one I could think of the other day. But now apparently, the Not German so David Hasselhoff, the German. 
I mean, I don't know if anyone hates David Hasselhoff, but he's also <laughs> kind of like he's not American, not prominent in right, this right. in these divisive times. Right, right. Like everyone else has kind of been divided. We can't even agree on the NFL. You I mean, know what yeah, I mean? Give like, me, give me one artist, one public figure that everybody likes. Everybody hates everyone or likes someone that someone doesn't like or hates. Is there anybody you know that everybody you know likes? Like 20 years ago, like a Beyonce would be universally popular, but she's certainly polarizing oh, yeah, now. Sure. Denzel? He's close. Right. But it's kind of, he's because he's Tom Hanksian, kind of. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, definitely. Um, he's a good one. Yeah. He's a good one. Because you got to think there's probably racists who like Denzel. Oh, I'm sure there's racists yeah. who like Denzel. Yeah. My question is, are there racists who don't like right, Denzel? Right. Just because he's African-American. And, you know, I don't want to pull the race card no, just no. for the sake no, of it. No, no, so no. I don't, you know. Right. I'm, but I wonder, like, I know the Pope isn't universally no. loved in America. Hard to believe. Not, yeah. not, not because he's the Pope. Just because this particular dude, his, oh, mes- yeah. his message seems so. Yeah, he's kind of like, eh, you know, women should be allowed in the church. People are like, whoa! <laughs> you know? Whoa! Yeah. I mean, like, uh, well, it's one of those things that goes back. I mean, this is a... I think we probably had this conversation on the cast before, right? But I like I always say, like, uh, this particular pope, like, just philosophically in terms of, like, the, uh, like, historical Jesus and yeah. the general philosophy at the root of Christianity, this guy's message is, like, as close to that as we've right. seen in modern times. Yeah. And he's really hated by a lot of it's people. polarizing. It's which change is, in Which many is ways. wild. Yeah. Wild, right? Wild. Like, like so many Christians would hate Jesus. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's a radical thought, but it's true. I mean, you it's would true. think, like, anyone who comes forward and is like, what about love? The people would be like, no. oh. I mean. You know, that's a, that's a love's yeah, a good thing. Like, I like love. Know, but it's a thing, though. Like, what about love? Like, they will fucking kill you for now, that. People love they love when it's like. kill you for It's that. love when it's like their kid. But if it's my kid, it might not be love. Right, right. It's like, ah. Minute. I gotta help Love your of kid. your fellow man. I mean, they will gun you down in the streets. They will nail you to a cross if you're preaching that love shit. Who? Love is, I guess, a dangerous who, who, thing. Who? Who? The government and like, your neighbors. So, like, for example, he said, like, hey, if someone needs shelter, you gotta try to provide them a shelter. If someone's starving, share your food. And he used it as a defense of having a compassionate policy towards... Uh, migrants or immigrants or refugees from right. a war-torn country. Like, right. how do you welcome them into your home and your family and right. your country in a compassionate way? Right. And a lot of people are like, fuck that. Not on my dime. Not my country. Not, you know, they're like, I don't, go go fix your country. You know, come here and ruin yeah. mine. Well, it's, 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 you know, I, I, it's funny. I heard a couple, like, opposing philosophies. I don't believe those things I just said I was... Saying them in the voice. Right, of course. Yeah. You know, I just want to make that clear. No, no, for sure. Like, I, I heard that it was talking about a Middle Eastern country. I can't off the top of my head. I want to say maybe Dubai or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And basically the philosophy of the people as it relates to strangers. Right. And the thought would be that if someone showed up at your door, you welcome them in, no questions asked. Somebody knocks on your door. Yeah. Welcome in. You offer them food. You offer them coffee. Offer them right. a place to rest. Customer. Need to take a shower. Whatever. And he's like, it would probably be a couple days before the ho- the person who owns that home would feel it wasn't rude 
to ask you why you were there or what you needed. Well, because that's like <laughs> that's what the that's like what as opposed to Crazy. like somebody just knocked at your door right now. You'd be like, it's hell? almost too what? aggressive. It's <laughs> almost too aggressive to go knock on somebody's door. Yeah, imagine knocking right. on a stranger's door now. Hey, how you doing? What the fuck is this? But yeah, the, the general philosophy was like, what if a stranger says, "I need a place to stay for two weeks in your house"? Do you do it? A total stranger? Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't let a total stranger just stay in my house. Now, they, I need more details here. Um, are they? Do they? If they have bloodshot eyes and their hands are shaking and they're fucking acting on edge, definitely not. Is there a scenario in which I would let a stranger stay in my house? Absolutely, right. absolutely. But it is case. It's definitely case by if case. Like, yeah. If somebody's like, "Hey, man, I live yeah. a mile away. And my house burned down, yeah. and I my kids go to the school. Yeah. And I'd be like, right. Well, how can I help?" Right. <laughs> I would hope that a community would do that. But right. the thing is that there's such a fear of the other. Right. You know, you got these QAnon guys running into buildings. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things I sit here and I wonder, like, you know, how do you react in this situation? Like, you know, how do I, how would I react in that situation? But it was wild when I just heard, like, about how you, it's built into their culture to That's be accepting of strangers and to open their door to them uh, with no questions asked. It's crazy. But it's awesome. But mm-hmm. it's, like, hard for hard for me to understand that. I think there was, like, some stand-up thing that was going around. It was, like, a meme. But it was this guy basically saying about, like, the difference when he was, like, a kid and his folks were kids versus now. And, like, if somebody knocks on your door, it's, like, an aggressive act almost. Yeah. Like, Sebastian Miniscola? It might that's, might have been who it was, right? And yeah. it was, like, it was like a it went viral, that, yeah. that, that clip. But it's basically about like, what are you fuck? He like, was like, people ring your doorbell nowadays. Get down! I think they saw us. I think they saw movement. Get down! Close the shades. Hurry up! I think they saw us. It's too late. It's too late. What do you think they want? You know. But seriously, there's yeah. a little, there's a layer of that. You know what I mean? Where it's like an aggress, an act of aggression. Somebody knocking on your door. You know. That's because everything's in your hand now. You know, your phone. So it's just like. Who's that? That's not right. That doesn't seem right. Why is someone knocking on the door? We're not as connected as we've been yeah. pulled apart at the seams. Right. You know, there used to be a sense, like you even talk about like police and the community, they used to work hand in hand, you know, in a neighborhood. Right. The cop knew everyone that he was policing and they went to the, when he's not working, they're all at a barbecue together. And it's, and now in American cities where they've tried to do that more, they've had success. Right. It's amazing crime dropping in places where they like involve the community in making the community better that used to be just america right right sure you know yeah but we've 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 kind of been uh i don't know pulled apart is the right way we spent we spent some time last week in a place that's something of a united nations in terms of god so this will tell you how busy we are where the fuck were we last week oh yes of course yeah no, absolutely. You know, like one of the so a great social experiment gone right. Oh yeah, yeah. no, dude. I mean, like there's a, there's pros and cons. I mean, like one of the things about New York City is it's like one of the most segregated places, which is weird. But like the school system, it's completely black and white, right. or black and brown on right. one side, white on the other. Right. Like most segregated in the country, probably. But absolute melting pots in a lot of areas, and in Queens where we went, where I used to live in Astoria. Uh, same thing, man. But even like in the tiny neighborhoods that are 
singular in race or background there. Like I lived on the edge of a predominantly Muslim neighborhood for five years. And that was the safest that my wife and I had probably, that I'd ever been living in New York City. The only crime, the only like, I mean, that's crime. Don't get right, me wrong. Of course. It's, it's like a, people are out till five in the morning in Queens. It's right. every day. It's yeah. New York City. Yeah, yeah. There is no sleeping. But yeah, like you that. and I, uh, like the, when, when I slept on your floor for a few months when we were in Astoria, yep. um, we'd often be like uh, coming back from working on post-production stuff from our film in Manhattan. And it'd be like, you know, 2.30 in the morning on yep. a Tuesday. Hmm. Oh, yeah. People are partying like it's oh, yeah. Friday night, Saturday right. night. Like and it's 2.30 on a Tuesday. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like the casino culture right. in Atlantic City. Because sure. like if you're a bartender, when do you work? Right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. When's right. your weekend? Tuesday, when? Right, right. Or if you're an actor. or right. Like every, there's so many of those people needed to keep the city going yeah, yeah, that yeah. everyone can have a different schedule. But um, like the only major crime that happened in the predominantly... Muslim neighborhood was like a uh, a white kid who tried to rob a liquor store for his drug habit and like killed the guy. Right. It wasn't like right, right. And not that everyone doesn't already know that like all people commit crimes, right, or can commit crimes, but like it would totally fly in the face of what people would think. Of course, a lot or some people would think about Muslims in general, sure. Middle Easterners, like. I one day it was after one of like the shootings in um, Pasadena or the Pulse nightclub or one of those, and there was just like a Muslim kid standing by the entrance of the subway, handing out pamphlets to convince people that that's not what the Muslim faith stands right, for right. and that they reject it, and he was like on an individual basis talking to every person that came up right, right. just to let them know that he was sorry. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck is yeah. going on where this kid yeah, sure. is going to have to stand here for 10 hours today handing out pamphlets to convince people that he doesn't hate them? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember I remember uh, just recently I was having a conversation with uh, Drew, uh, Drew English. Drew Leash. Shout out to Drew Leash. Drew. Um, he was talking about uh, living in Philly after 9-11 and about people from his neighborhood like ransacking 7-Elevens that were owned by Indian and uh. Pakistani immigrants. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, right. Oh, jeez. You know, and it's like on 9-11, we were attacked by Saudi nationals who tra were trained in Afghanistan, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then these guys are going and ransacking 7-Elevens owned by legal immigrant Pakistani and Indian families. Like, there is no correlation Sounds between about right. those people. No kidding, Not yeah. even the same religion, <laughs> right? right? Or ethnicity. Right, or, yeah. anything. Right, just the shade. Right, shade just the shade of their skin. Yeah. you know what I mean. That's like, racist. You know? We're going to Seven Eleven. We're gonna fuck it up. Yeah, because of nine eleven. It's like, dude, not even the. It's like yeah. in a lot of instances, fuck. not even the same. You know, region in the world. Definitely not the same religion. None of the same things. And even if it was those things, it's not. There's no justification. And you know, the ignorance is so heightened that uh, these, you know law-abiding citizens who are just minding their own business like everybody else were, like, under attack. It's it's a crazy thought. Crazy thought. One of the uh, most beautiful things I ever saw, right. touching things I ever saw, after 9-11, in Manhattan, uh, so I was back in Jersey. We were roommates at the time, yes, Greg, we uh, and with our other roommate, uh, Joe Carroll. Well, yeah. Tall Shady, who lived Tall there, Shady. too. Yeah. You can imagine this madness of a crew. <laughs> but awesome guy, Joe Carroll, and Joe and I... We drove up like September twelfth, like yep, I remember whatever the fuck. We're just gonna drive up to Manhattan. Maybe we can help with something. Whatever. Ended up helping out like 
we were feeding firemen in Queens because my buddy knew like a firehouse and they were working 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are in Manhattan and this guy's on the street sleeping, holding the sign. This is like literally like 18 hours. You know, this is 9-12, right? This guy's holding the sign, drove here from Wyoming, wake me up if I can help, right? And I always think about that. And so my question to you is, would that guy do that now? Right. Are we like in such a place as a country where like the guy in Wyoming is like, oh, fuck him. Or I don't know. Has have we I been pulled apart that, that much? I can't honestly say. I'd like to think that same guy shows up and does the same thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that in those trying times we unify. But I'd argue I that was fear, the Bin Laden long game. I've said I've said it to people before. I'm like, you could make the argument that like Bin Laden won in terms of what America stands for and seventeen years later this was all part of the plan. With the Where economic blow Yep. Was a, a, of all of it the uh, militarization around the world, the alliances, the um, the the reaction of the war, which destabilized and sent migrants across the borders, and then countries fear of the other reacting. Us being divided, it's, it was all part of the bigger plan. Giving up civil, you could make an argument that liberties, us being divided, us being right. at each other's where we let the government spy on yeah. anyone we yeah. everyone you know take your yeah. shoes off like yeah. you name it we're quick to search my phone what do you want you want pictures naked pictures of my wife here you go like anything to stop the monster from getting to us yeah. um in many ways we you know i mean we're animals and part of its instinct sure. of course but self-preservation uh there's definitely been a step backwards right. i think in terms of the under any effort to understand each other yep. and our differences and br- bridge those differences. One of one of my favorite shows on television, I don't watch many shows these days, but one of, one of the ones I try to make time for is Fuck That's Delicious. Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because Viceland has so much good content. Right. Um, Huang's World yes. is great. Uh, Eddie Huang. Yeah, you know, it's funny because he, he's doing a little bit of the Bourdain work. Right. You know, if you really watch his show, it's largely about culture culture through food but mm-hmm. like really trying to get to understand and dissect cultures and, and often uh dispel stereotypes right um he's a good interviewer yeah it's dope it's the, such a dope show um but i was watching fuck that's delicious uh recently which is funny and all that but it's also really well done yeah. and bronson uh it's it's uh so everybody knows it's a documentary series largely about food and travel that's uh uh, follows Action Bronson, who's a, a flamboyant, rapper. colorful rapper. Yep, and his crew, uh, Mayhem Loren, Big Body Bass, and Alchemist, Alan the Chemist, uh, one of the great uh, modern hip-hop producers. That's right. Um, follows them around as they eat and uh, are, are bon vivants, yes. living the good <laughs> life, right, out in the, wor- the world. And uh, one of the things that I saw that was dope was he was in Queens, and he was at a bakery, some bakery, where the bread they were making just looked insanely good right okay. mm-hmm. and it was in Uzbeki mm. bakery right uh Uzbekistan you know so it's like yeah yeah so like uh, um you know eastern europe right. uh, russian you yep. know former right, right russian there. exactly yeah. um right former russian satellite nation eastern europe etc and the crazy thing that bronson um realized when he was in the back baking the bread is that he's talking to a kid there who was like one of the lead bakers and I say a kid because he was probably like 
maybe in his early 20s and he started there when he was in high school and he's like one of the go-to guys for the this you know older uzbeki gentleman who owns this bakery yeah and bronson's talking to the kid and he realized that the kid's from like central america he's an immigrant from central america like a refugee from somewhere okay south of mexico um but of spanish descent speaks his native language spanish from whatever Places right. from Guatemala or Honduras or whatever. Speaks English. But then learned Uzbeki because of the people who own the bakery. Wow. And the kid at first was saying, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I speak Russian too. And Bronson's like, you speak Russian? And he's like, yeah. And he, like, he actually speaks Uzbeki, which I guess is a form of right. Russian, Russian dialect or whatever. But didn't even realize what kind of Russian he spoke. Yeah. But he had picked up this this third language. So here's a kid from wherever the hell, somewhere in, in Central America. Yeah. Speaks Spanish, speaks English, and then also speaks some form of Russian. Right. And is working in this bakery. And I'm like, I thought to myself, man, talk about like, to me, that's like the American experiment gone right. Yeah. And like, you talk about a sign of like how... Um, resourceful people are like it was just incredible like here's this kid you know you look at him you would never think oh he speaks three languages you know he's a master baker and he speaks three languages we're like the only country in the world where kids don't speak three languages not all of them but a lot of people around the world speak multiple languages for sure and here it's really predominantly english i mean broken spanish for me yeah Yeah. well Well, you have to buy drugs i kind of wish i knew like some other you know languages uh, well, I you learn French and Italian or something. Multi now, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's like, but yeah. you know what? The, you know what? The biggest way to learn is to be immersed in the culture. Or something. Oh yeah. Like I think if you went to Puerto Rico for two months mm-hmm. with your basic understanding of Spanish right now, you'd come back and you'd you'd be able to communicate pretty yeah. well. You know, um, like I remember just going to going to uh, France so long ago now, but I went to France and um, you know had studied Spanish in school. Far from fluent in Spanish, but had a little bit of, you know, was able to speak a little bit and had a little bit of vocabulary. And there's so many similarities between the Romance languages that just being there for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time I left, I was able to communicate. I was ba- able to say the basic things. I was ba- able to read the basic things. I was able to decipher. And I think, well, wow, imagine that over two months or three months. Right. You know, it, once you're immersed in the culture and you have a basic understanding of the of the foundation of the language, I think you, it just comes um, if you're surrounded by it. You yeah. know what I mean? If you have no choice. Yeah. Parents speak it or... Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, where were we going? Uh, we were just celebrating multiculturalism yes. and how beautiful it is when it, it all is. comes together. So. It, is. it is a beautiful thing. You're talking about wanting to be able to speak multiple languages. Yeah. Um, It'd be awesome. I, fa- I took many down. languages and failed them all. And it's because I just can't shut up when it comes to English. Right. Oh, you know what? That's another thing too. You were just saying about other na- other languages, uh, other nations, and how a lot of people are multi- you know bilingual or multilingual yeah. or whatever. And what I noticed um, is that there's a lot of big multinational corporations where they have to have a single language that everybody mm. speaks. Right. So like it could be a Chinese company, mm-hmm. but the Chinese company has, um, say, offices in 14 nations, so right. English is their language. English is the mm-hmm. language that yep. everybody has to speak, and you realize how valuable that is. Mm-hmm. Like, the, in Germany, a lot of, most German people speak better English than a lot of Americans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, in, ter- in terms yeah. of, like, uh, proper grammar and, and, and all that, like, it's shocking. Shocking. But, like, really incredible. They speak really incredible English because it's, like, just... Part of the culture is that they, they're in their schooling, they have to learn it. Here's up. what I'm gonna do: you either drink right now, 
Everybody listening. Four scoops of ice. Straight to the head. Get a Spanish English dictionary. Okay. <laughs> and get to work. That's it. Uh, speaking of different backgrounds and a diverse cast, we're going to take a break and come back and talk a little Earn the Crown. Wow. Down so, to the uh, wire. Sensitive. No, subject. we have oh, the finalists. We have the finalists. I know, but we. Well, you'll see. I, I think yeah, I can yeah, frame yeah. it in a way that's oh, good. Man. So not easy. This is tough not to talk easy. about. I have yep. the finalists. We'll be right back after this. Holy shit, man. We have a lot going on at gcodenutrition.com. First off, a fire bundle deal. All three flavors of Vice, Grinding Grape, Legend Lime, Cherry Swola. Bundled with the brand new Last of a Dying Breed three-quarter sleeve shirt. It's a remix on the very popular original Dying Breed three-quarter sleeve. This one's got a heather gray body and black sleeves. You get both of those together for 50 bones. You will not find a better deal. 45 servings of pre-workout and a butter three-quarter sleeve shirt for 50 bucks. Come on. That's ridiculous. You get free shipping with that too because we always give free shipping if you spend $50 at gcodenutrition.com. That's the best pre-workout in the game and a pretty fly apparel. Put them together. That's the best deal there is. Also, head over to our Instagram. We just ended our... Earn the Crown, Sponsored Athlete Search, our inaugural edition. We named our first two champions, MKS Fit and Count Jacula. If you don't know who they are, you need to head over to at gcodenutrition.com, check out their stories, check out the other contestants. I'm not lying when I say we had 13 finalists who were all worthy of becoming sponsored athletes. They all rep hard. We have their back. They're going to be a big part of what's go- uh, going forward with this company. Uh, so go check them out. Check out the posts that you'll see on our feed regarding Earn the Crown. A lot of inspirational stories there, overcoming adversity. They set the bar really high for all of us to live up to. We're really proud of how they uh, showed improved over the past couple of months and how they represented. We're honored to have them in the mix. So please give them their due. Also on gcodenutrition.com, we're going to have some new items popping up. You know, we always hit you with the hot accessories and really dope gear coming up soon we have the double-sided built from the ground up g-code banner slash flag whatever you want to call it Uh, we also have the g-code volume one is back in stock the book that started it all became a really uh, a calling card that informs and inspired the company from day one Uh, so they're available and the fortified 40 ounce tankard is coming your way Head to gcodenutrition.com. You can get all of those and more coming up soon. We got a lot in store the next two months. It's a big couple of months. We're calling it phase two for G-Code Nutrition. We're happy and honored to have you as a part of G-Code Nation and the G-Code fam. We have more really exciting announcements and some groundbreaking shit that really the industry, the game, have never seen before. That's what we take pride in. You know, setting the bar high, changing the game, doing things a little differently, offering you the best products at the best price. Uh, that's that's our goal. That's our mission statement. So uh, head to gcodenutrition.com now and back to the squad case. And we are back. Hey. We're in the crown. Wow. So... 
one thing we just wanted to get off our chest. Oh, stressful, right? So, I was talking about J- July being time under tension, right? This is one of the reasons, time under yeah. tension. So the concept, right? Equals results. You grow strong and bigger. You're forced out of your comfort zone by the longer the set lasts. Right. Making mm-hmm. the set last longer and longer. That time under tension makes you strong, makes you grow. And I feel like we've been under tension this past month, but out of it will come. Heightened tension. Out of it will come, yes. Even, even <laughs> more the tension Because we usually have tension. Right. Even more tension. stress, more right. tension than usual. Yep. And out of it, that's what it sounds like? Yeah, That's tension. what my neck sounds like. This is what your neck sounds like. That's what it sounds like, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Um, it's my jaw. My jaw sounds like that. Uh, you grinding your teeth yeah. at 4 a.m.? Yep. Um, but from that tension comes strength, comes new growth, and I think that's exactly what July 2018 is for G-Code. It, we were under fucking fire, we're under duress, struggling against stress and strain and tension, and from it will come to put, new to growth get, and power. To get things, A diamond. Because it's very important we, to get things well positioned, yes. right? It was Huge. like, like the toughest work is preparation, Yep. usually. Yep. Like, and then you just show up on game day and you do what you've been working Making on. Making hard decisions. Ah, like that. You know? you know? Um, and I feel like this is like the preparation right now. It's Make, like making hard decisions and yes. that sort of stuff has been part of the theme and on a minor level, but not minor right now because we're 24 hours out from it. Earn the crown has been a new source of stress because, because it's the everyone is so worthy. Everyone is so worthy. It's the, uh, paradox of choice. There's so many good choices. I can't pick any. Yeah. They're all so good. And the, there's almost no daylight between the candidates. Many of them, yep. And, you know, we have the three of us. We talk about this all the time. And then we have, like, the extended family yep. who were around when we were like, maybe we'll start a supplement company. Yep. And who pay attention. And, and I think, how did I say it earlier? Like, we were talking about Anison. Right. And I said, he guards the brand very tightly. Yes, yes. Like a newborn, yes. he cares for it. Yes. He doesn't want it to, he doesn't want to drop the baby. Yep. And so he... We have those kind of counselors Absolutely. and, you know, yep. a team of people who yep. we, we like to pick their brains because we know how much, we know it matters to them as yep. much as it matters to us and as much as it matters to the contenders. Brand guardianship. Yes. And everything is pretty split. Yep. Depending on the day, depending yep. on the, you know, a lot of time has gone on, so there's been ups and downs. Um People are going above and beyond, and first of all, it's pretty humbling. Yep. You know, it's pretty sure. awesome to see things that are happening. For sure. How everyone's really, you know, put. it's not easy to put yourself out there on social media, you know, for months, getting involved in each step, asking people to, to tell stories about you or to recommend you to us or, yep. you know, um, it's been a crazy process, and it's been stressful because... We've been fearing the decision. Right. Fearing Safe the decision. to say, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to... Uh, it's not because we can make a bad choice, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because the argument can be made for everyone on that list of an incredibly valid argument. But it's because, um, like on a per- completely personal level, I don't want to let anybody down. Yeah. And I don't want to disappoint people or... Uh, Disappoint people who I, at this point, I consider our extended family. And this no, point, no doubt. At this point, disappoint people or let down people who are my friends. That's really what it is to a certain extent. And it's like, you know, 
I, you know, it's one of those unique things about this business model is the fact that like we're friends with the people who support the brand. We're f- truly friends yeah, with the people on the front line. What's different about thing. our company than yeah. a lot of the other ones? Yeah. We're like, you know, you're lucky if the person you're encountering from the company um, is involved in the decision making or crafting right. the products. Right. Usually, it's like a mercenary right. that you maybe you see at like a show who they hired for the weekend. And maybe they do it all. There are shows all the time, but they're, uh, you know, on the road all the time. They're not at the headquarters. We're a, you know, a very limited staff that has to do everything. Yep, yep. And so these are like painstaking decisions. I don't want to give nine or ten people news that they didn't win. Yep. <laughs> you, know, no. like, you have two ice and pops, Greg. And then, you know. You have two ice pops. And 13 friends. And right. 13. That's what, that's what it's like. No, and 13 kids. You can only give two ice pops to two kids. No, no, it's so fucked up. Like, it's almost better to not, uh, you know, it's like, it's almost better to get rid of the two ice pops. Yep, yep. But, no, like, but at th- that said. Sienna would come over and steal one of the ice pops. Just eat them so in front of the kids. There, she would do some, there would be some sort of distraction yeah. and she would make off with one ice pop. And we'd do a Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that, we could have all the contestants fight to the death. I think have, they have fought to the death. Yeah. No, but a, a physical Royal Rumble, though, there's still like 24 hours left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we could put that together. With that's plan B. If, if things, here we'll see we how it's going. If it looks like things yeah. aren't going well, we'll just delete yeah. the Instagram account. <laughs> and run! <laughs> run! Shit. Uh, but yeah, no. Not to not to fucking you know. Not to uh, belabor the point, yes. or like there are bigger, there are worse problems to have. For sure. But we we love every, we love everybody in the contest. We want everyone in the contest to be involved going forward in one capacity or another. And tomorrow is it. And I'm honored by the fact that these 13 good people really want to be a part of this thing. So on good. Such a sincere level. Um, I um, am encouraged on a personal level by all of the opportunity that they see there and the fact that they want to be a part of it. Yep. And uh, I also uh, most sincerely uh, am committed to the idea of trying to involve every one of these people somehow more intimately in what we do. Oh, yeah. Of course. uh, There will be uh, two uh, grand prize winners, but as I see it, there won't, I won't stand for there being any losers. If I if I can have any say in that, uh, so, that's, I think that's you know. our stay goal. with us. We'll take care. That's yes. our goal. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that's been on our minds. We got a phase two of the company coming. Yep, yep. The Olympia we're gearing up for, Oof. which is a, a holiday. Wow, a working holiday. The booth is locked in. By the time everyone booth hears is locked this, in, too, we will be. This. Oh, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm people. Ooh. Ringing the bell. I need more cowbell. Do you know what you this got is? A hankering. What's that? dropping this week the tankard the fortified 40 ounce tankard rugged keeps keeps your ice cold for up to 14 hours you could hypothetically 14 hours your drink keeps your drink it does my beverage cold for a prolonged period you could hypothetically take out your vengeance against a supplement company for not picking you in a contest with a tankard with a tankard yeah there'd be like a poetic symmetry to it to order the tankard (laughs) to the fact that you maimed me with the tankard. And then to assault, I don't know, like T. Polson. <laughs> this thing is rugged, though. They got like those Arctic or Yetis, whatever yeah. fucking things. Yeah, yeah. This thing is just as good. Just as good. Yeah. And legit, your drink will stay cold for 14 hours. Think if I I'm going to say like, 14. If 14 I had hours. to like make yeah. a run for it, 
If I, if I was there, like, you got three right, minutes to get right, out of the right, house because right, right, right. society's collapsed. Right. That'd be you one of the first items like, I'd grab. Your shoes, your like. dog, and the tankard, right? I mean, I'd probably bring my wife, but, nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> got to have someone to eat on day 11. <laughs> so back on track. Throw a poo bear in the knapsack <laughs> with the tankard. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> tankard, maybe a G-code flag so I could wave down, yes, exactly. wave down help slash kill them and steal their goods. That's right. I got a whole, po- we got a post-apocalyptic bundle coming. The bundle. Yes. Yes. Can't oh, wait. Yes, no. We do have a live right now. What do we got going on? Do we have a nice we, bundle? Yeah, we have the beautiful mm. three-quarter sleeve, yes. last of a dying breed. Might rag, be my favorite G-code shirt. shirt. You can hear this, it. So you hear is it? this dying breed. Wow. That's yep. a shirt. Yep. Musky. Gray body, black sleeves. Uh, the thing I really like about the three-quarter sleeve, right? Makes you look jacked. Yes. It's always nice. Because really, let's be honest, could be the coolest shirt ever made. Could be. Doesn't flatter me, not interested. Okay? So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about vanity. Let's talk about right. vanity yeah, Let's, here, do okay? it. let's yeah. keep it real. <laughs> let's keep it real. <laughs> the value of vanity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember there, was a, there were these really nice three-quarter sleeves that they had at Attila's. And Drew was making fun of this one kid because he's like, yeah, he wears them all the time because they make him look good. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) That's a good reason to wear something. I'm like, all right, yes. And your point is, yeah, that's the perfect reason to wear that shirt. You're not going to wear a boxy Gildan because it's fucking, you know. Right. So, yeah. So, it's a the three-quarter sleeve is a versatile garment, too, because you can wear it sort of uh, for function or fashion. That's right. right. It is, yeah. You could definitely, like, rock it with jeans and go out to eat. You could dress it up or dress it down. Yeah, you could also throw it on and go crush legs. You could. You could do both of those things. Until you're limping like I am and you're walking into the gym at 7 a.m. Yep. And the guy outside the gym says to you, you look like you got raped. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened to me this morning. Well, thanks, Dream. That's what he said to you? (laughs) Yeah, that's what he said to me. As And don't get me wrong. Hobbling. He was right. That's what it looked like. Hobbling. Hobbling along. Raped by the iron. I am crushed. New shirt. Little hacks. (laughs) The hack squats did some damage. I'm hurting, but... You were hacking it up. Hmm. I'm actually excited to do it again, so... Well, you know... Little Jewish leg session. A lot of squats. Nice. You got raped on the squats. Um, A Universal Pro Gym. Universal Pro Gym in Horsham, PA. What a badass gym that is. Um, The green gym. Yep. Very green. That's what I call it. Yeah, the, the mecca. Well is equipped. It's, it's a is good known as a mecca. There are many meccas, but it's that's uh, certainly one of them on the Philly outskirts. Yep. Really great, really serious, well equipped gym. Um, they carry G code products. They are part of the Love extended G code family. Um, so we always make an effort whenever they're doing something special to go there and be a part of their festivities. Um, but yeah, the, the dying breed shirt, the, the message on the shirt too is important Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, I feel like our brand, uh, the vision of our brand and the mission of our brand evokes, uh, an era in some ways, a bygone era, um, and to be a family company and to have sort of the, um, the mission and the values that we have, I feel like we are the last of a dying breed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like the fact that the shirt makes that statement um, in an unadulterated, unedited, uncensored fashion. Um, so yeah, so you get that shirt and a tri pack of ice um, for fifty dollars. Fifty Whoa. American. I mean, you're dollars. basically getting the shirt for five bucks. You're basically getting the shirt for five bucks. Yes, the, on the website, a tri pack of ice, forty five servings, why, for, goes for forty five bucks. Why the hell are we doing that, man? Just Generosity. Well, no, I know. We're generous. And we want to put the shirt on many yep. people's backs. Yep. And, you know, um, 
Obviously, we are a for-profit company looking to generate more revenue. At the same time, every time there is an interaction or a transaction with a consumer, I want them to feel like they got something out of it. They really got their money's worth. Yes. I mean, so it's like, all right, you know, talking about margins before and all that. Okay, if the margin is a a little slimmer, but 10 more dedicated people feel like they really got something great from us. Oh, yeah. And that's an awesome thing. I think about all the time the goal is to... Offer the best products at the best price. Yep. It needs to be both. Yep. It's not, it doesn't mean the cheapest price. Yep. It just means for that good product, it's a good price. You're delivering value. Yeah, exactly. Like I could go get, you know, the, the worst version of something and it'll be cheaper. Yep. But Tattoo. I don't want that. And I don't want to tell people that's good for them. Right. No, <laughs> I want, I, you know. In, in, you know what I mean? The ideal scenario is where somebody... Um, makes a transaction, purchases something from G-Code Nutrition and feels like they really got their money's worth. That's what you always want, every time. No No. proprietary sawdust blends. No. We've got your back. Created cheese. That we've got your back. Because really, it's a a vote. The consumer votes with their dollar. And when you reach into your pocket and you put your hard-earned money down and you are supporting our brand in that process, like, that means a lot to us. So us holding up our end is putting quality in your hands and to really deliver value. I and like the, uh, I'm thinking of a shirt that just says, we got your back on it with the logo on the front. I like it. Oh, we also uh, have the takeover tour shirt bundled with rise. And now if you go on the website, you can just get the shirt alone as oh, well. Nice. That's nice. a dope right. shirt. And that you- shirt actually came out nice and crispy and yeah, yeah. modeled by the beautiful it pops. Drew Lish Drew on the Lish. website. Yes. Who designed that shirt? No modeling. Who designed that shirt, huh? We all did. Dirt Malone. Malone. Look how humble. So humble. We all did. So humble. There are many instances where Dirt Malone has been off on an island designing alone. That's right. And he deserves credit in every every one of those instances. (laughs) He deserves proper credit in every one of those instances. We're coming out with some flames for the Olympia, too. Oftentimes, too, the creative process looks like, um, uh, I feel like I'm the... I'm the pregnant woman, Ooh, yeah. and I cannot bring this child healthy into the world. Mother, without, the midwife without Dirt Malone. There. Mother featuring <laughs> <laughs> without Dirt Malone there to birth it. Yeah, I need to be there. You know, that's it. I had to breathe. That's it. Smacking that idea on the ass. I said cesarean, not Sicilian. Anyway, I'll get. So, <laughs> I'll get I'll some, some Sicilian. I'm gonna right give now. it. I'm gonna Ooh, give we were a hint. About that yesterday. Man. Oh my god! I said that there is like four o'clock yesterday. I'm like, you know what I don't want right now? A nice, really hot Sicilian pizza. I had some. Gra- I had some. Uh, red I had some Scranton pizza. On I had some Scranton pizza. Oh, my mom asshole. brought back gifts wow. from the Orient. Where are they? Yeah, the Orient. <laughs> we're for gifts from the. What, what's the name of the Mayhem Loren album? Gems from the Equinox. Yes, my my mom brought back gems from the Equinox, <laughs> aka pizza from Scranton. Nice. Yeah, oh. it was glorious. Uh, I told you my fallback pizza, right? Like my local, like, uh, what, Medigan, uh, you know, white boy uh, pizza. Like the fallback, because I don't feel like there's any really good pizza by where I live, mm-hmm. is the Grandma's Pie. Wow. There's a place they got they do a Grandma's Pie, margarita style, get yep. it well done, yeah. and it's pretty fucking good. You're killing You know, it's not, it's it's not like, thin crust. It's, not leg- it's not legendary, but like it scratches the itch. There's got to be good pizza somewhere near you. There's got to be. I don't be. know. I mean, I'm a pizza snob. I admit this. No, I understand. But it's just because I have specific tastes. It's not that necessarily my taste, like, that I would go with a New York Times food critic and he would agree <laughs> no, that the pizza I love is the best There's pizza. There's yeah. only one way to crack this nut, and we're going to have to go try all the pizza near you. That's 
Yeah. For science. For science. Yes. Because that's what people listen to. For us science for. and yes. journalism. Oof. What they're expecting. Bro science. Bro science when it. Skull had a critique of me before that the bro science, perhaps. Oh, no, no, it wasn't a critique. No, 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 no. I know. No, no. It was when an I observation. That, when I say that, I mean that in. Uh, no, no. I. It, well, that's. I'm not. There's no negative connotation to it. Right. Yeah. That you know so much, and it's important to know so much. Can't do what we're doing without that knowledge, but that you, while you understand the value in something, that you're kind of sometimes you'll, I said it's like if you're watching an NFL game, right? Most people are like, "Fucking throw the ball, fuck the ref, blah blah blah,", blah, blah right? And Greg's like, "Oh man, they, the inside linebacker went through the C gap and fucking like it's a different conversation." He's reading the chessboard differently. And I think a lot of people, even when it comes to supplements, now don't get me wrong, I know there's a ton of experts out there, and a lot of people they measure down to the self the, and so a lot of self, you know, autodidact, self-educated types who, you know. Right, like all of, and all of our athletes thoroughly self-taught. Okay, go ahead. See, he speaks three languages, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what language that one's from. <laughs> Fancy city boys. Dad in a thesaurus. Uh, but yeah, and like for example, I know all of our athletes are well-versed, right? Uh, but they're also like professional athletes, at least, you know, right. uh, in, in lifestyle. You know, yep. some literally, some knocking on the door and some well on their way. Um, but most people, eh, not not quite on that right, level. Sure, their sure. appeal is more, like I, I, I say it all the time, but like our products like work yeah. and they taste good. Right. And I know that's a really simple thing that strips all the sexiness out of it and the nuance right, that right. you and, and others appreciate. Right. But I think to some people... The nuance is like, yeah. it's, they don't even understand why that should matter. Right. No, of course. You know, they're like, well, do I, uh, will it wake me up? Yeah, yeah. Will I feel good? Yeah, yeah. Do I feel good after I work out? Yeah. Does it taste good? I'm in. Yeah, yeah, of Can course. I afford it? I'm in. No, of course. And, yeah. I, and I always go back and I laugh about like bro science, right? Because like there's, there's a lot of people who, um, that's that's a negative to a lot of people, right? But I kind of see it as a positive because, like, my definition of bro science is the idea that you have um, a healthy understanding of the intent of a product, of an ingredient, of whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Of nutrition, of macronutrients, of body chemistry, biochemistry, etc. But then at the same time, you also have practical real-world knowledge, uh, ex personal experience, Right. Or the anecdotal conversations that come right. with discussing these things with other informed people. And then right. you sort of create your own understanding of this thing. And like, does it, would it stand up like to a clinician's test? Right. No, but it, it's embedded with a lot of like practical knowledge in a way that is valuable. So I no, 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 I, no, no. But what I'm saying is that like, like so, when when I hear people like knock bro science, like I try to put a positive spin on it because I think that there's something to be said for the spot where the rubber meets the road and somebody lives it, but also has some understanding. And yep. it's not one or the other because yep. there's a, often you see one or the other. It's mm -hmm. the lab coat dude who doesn't train, right? Telling you what you how much citrulline you need, yep. <laughs> right. and then it's or then it's the the dude who trains 
who it's like right she made my dick big <laughs> you know <laughs> some base right. emotion that has never right happened. exactly and it's just like you know uh, it's the doesn't even look at the label on the product you yep. know what i mean so it's like there's the i think somewhere in between is where the the magic absolutely happens, totally know? agree i i heard recently you know and i try to remember this in terms of everything we're trying to do whether it's the products whether it's the branding in general, whether it's our interactions with people, um, every iteration of what the brand is ever going to look like of our business model and all that stuff, right? The difference between good and great is in the details. Mm. And yep. I try to remem- remind it's myself true. of that, right? The stuff Amen. that we overlook, stuff we overlook, I think, because sometimes you're just so fucking scattered and you got so much going on, like often paying attention to some of those finer points can be the difference between... You always know, tremendous success and just getting by yeah you know? always always no i think those all add up to the tapestry that is yeah something of quality you know whether that's art For or sure. a supplement you know it applies to everything right and to everything. me it's about getting people to the entry point to appreciate those details maybe people don't normally look right as microscopically right. as the details may be and it's about bringing them to yeah, that point yeah, yeah. You know, first, just dig it. Yeah, yeah. Then figure out why, that there's more to it, and that we have the, you know, yeah, yeah. the layers. Like, here we are squad casting, sweating our tits off, Oof. you know, yeah, in the yeah. sweaty bunker. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not like we have uh, all, you know, 3,500 of our Instagram followers listening to this. Wow. We know we have our diehards, yep. and, but we don't want to let them, th- let you guys yeah, down. Yeah, of course. You know? We feel like this is something we can do that other companies can't or don't. Right. And, well, then fuck it. Then we're going to do it. Right. Exactly. You know, the re- there's a reward there. Like, you know, with Greg's writing, with the Madman stuff. Mad Ma- Why am I talking weird? Madman. Madman. <laughs> Madman. Mad. Mod. <laughs> Mod <laughs> Uh Stuff like that reward is waiting for you if you roll up your sleeves and dig in. Right. Go check out GCodeNutrition.com. There's a lot of stuff there. I Go want to our to Instagram. discover our brand. Our like, YouTube. In, yeah. in ways, right? Like where it's like, oh, I tried this product or I saw that shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very superficial surface thing. It's like, oh, you know, I saw that beautiful woman, right? right? Or that that really nice looking car. But then I drove the car and holy shit. Oh, yeah. then I spoke to the girl and she was brilliant. Or what a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And like your appreciation for that thing that was once beautiful or once cool from the from the outside is now so you know it's yep. enriched yep. so like i want people to see like they try vice or they wear they see somebody with a cool t-shirt and then it makes them discover our brand and then like their appreciation for it is all all the more you know because i think there's something waiting for you there yes preach always the goal yep always That's, the goal well we talked a lot about the company this we did. squad case but did. you know what we've also been like the way i look at like the last couple of months is kind of like um like vinnie galanti with like the hoodie on, the hood up. Yeah, oh, very Training much so. Training in a gym. Very much so. Like, I'll show you motherfuckers yeah, yeah, yeah. where I'm going to be at in like eight weeks. You're yep. not ready for this. Yep. No. I feel like that's where we're at. So it's like... Blinders on. It's not about like standing on our head on the fucking street corner right. fucking, look at us, look at us. We've been gearing up, preparing mm-hmm. for, yep. for the, the launch. That's true. So we're in company work task... Crossing yeah, things yeah, yeah. off the list mode, so yeah. I'm sorry Neck if we're... deep mode. Yeah, no, well, the cast is just a representation of where our head's at right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk popular tropes. Do it. Let's make it fucking superficial here. Yeah, okay. go for it. I need two things. One, fuel for the fire. What okay. is any? Is anybody reading anything, watching anything? Is anybody... Is there music? Is there some, uh, something yes. I should be listening to that I am not? Because I feel like 
I don't know. Like I want to have like a go- like there was that there was that little streak there where, where there was a Kanye thing every week, yep. right in June, and uh, it was all good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, with great, it was all good with great moments. It wasn't in general. Right. I wouldn't say it was all like you know. It was overwhelming in like a Good Friday kind of way that led to my d- dark twisted yep. fantasy. But it was in general good. Some great moments. Strangely, the Tiana Taylor R and B album at the end of that thing. I don't know if you guys listened. I didn't to that even though. know that. No. Yeah, it was really good. You know, I it's like it. It, there's a lot. It's it's kind of being very soulful. Yeah, not the whole thing, but there's a few songs where you're like, yo. Dope, mm, like a cool. good R&B singer with an incredible production behind right. her, and it's like, oh shit! So that's that was cool. dope. The Kid Cudi uh, Kanye album had some dope songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Pusha T album had some dope songs. The Nas album had a couple. The Kanye a couple. Like it right. was in general, it was cool. But right. like, so I got past that, and now I'm looking and now for something what? new. You know, and I don't know if there's something. Dude, I am so on. immersed into like African music. Awesome. Hell from yeah. the from the motherland. Okay. Just like let's, there's this guy named David O. I yeah, really I, I really like his his vibe that he puts out and this right. other guy named Popcon. Wow. I've been listening to some yeah, like world music, some world music like shit. Jim Malone, he's got his oh. Spotify channel set. He's like Yo. because like you said, like we had the Cuddy, we had the Kanye yeah, stuff, yeah. and now it's like all right, uh, who's next? Right. I, Bronson's supposed to be dropping, that you know, awesome. White Bronco or something that like would that. Be awesome. Hell yeah. Looking forward to that. But yeah, for the most part, I'm in like that. You know, world music. Well, yo, have I, you I, ever listened to Fela Kuti? No. That's you an, need yeah, to. Yeah, that's an important artist. He no. is like the Bob Marley of Africa in right. a way. Right. He's got a crazy fucking story. So he's like. Jay Z went through a big uh, phase with him. In so, what's like, his oh, name yeah, again? Like sampling him and yeah. stuff. And, uh, Say his name again. Fela Kuti. There was a Fela Broadway Kuti. play, Fela, that yeah. uh, the Roots produced. F E L A. And he was kind of like a Bob Marley or a Tupac of Africa. He's a revolutionary. And he created Afrofunk, or he was at least an expert in Afrofunk. Ah, uh, okay. Very like James Brownish. He had 60 wives who all played instruments on stage with him, like the horn section, all in concert. 60 he, wives. He had 60 wives. Shit. Um, and they do 30-minute songs, and it's like a horn section for 10 minutes of solo. It's like a jam band type thing? Yeah, just oh, 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 just like constant driving, awesome music. But he was crazy. He was such a threat to like the corrupt governments in Africa and being a revolutionary demanding like peace for the people. He had a compound at one point that the like government, like the army of the government of the countries and stormed into, threw him out of the fourth story window mm-hmm. and he survived. Right? <laughs> Shit. Then he was in jail and they tried to like plant drugs on him or something like that. And I like I'm mixing up the details. Right. But he had like an epic, epic story. Right. Like, it needs to be made into a film. Epic story. I think he was, like, in jail, and, like, the other prisoners were, like, helping him survive. Wow. And they, like, tried to plant drugs on him, and, like, I don't know if he was, like... They gave him his... I, I'm speaking... Let's as not get to... But, like, they were, like, helping him get away from being framed in prison because he was such, like, an icon and, like, the man of the people. Right. Yeah. You could imagine, like, if Martin Luther King was incarcerated for, like, uh, you know, six months and was, like, right. on a hunger strike and, like, doing crazy yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and, like, r- rising up the, the people to rebel against the corruption and, like, take control of their lives. Right. And But, like, in the middle of it, like, he went to L.A. for six months and recorded an album. Hmm. And, like, did all these crazy things. He he ended up dying of HIV, like, in the 80s. 
but he had like he spanned for 20 years. He's one of like the great musicians in the history of the world, but he's not as widely known here. And his music is like check it out. epic in sound, like in scope. Yeah. You listen to it, and you, I I feel like it's the kind of music anybody would right, love. Sure. You know, just driving World. dope soulful. I shit. was like under stress and strain in the the my the first month of my forties, and I found myself trying to find other things to listen to other than the hip hop that is basically right. the soundtrack to my life. Okay. So I've been listening. I was listening to to more jazz. I was listening nice. to Miles and Coltrane. I was listening to nice. Dave, Dave Brubeck a little bit. Oh, look at that! And then I was I was going back and listening to like some soul stuff. Mm. And what's amazing about so much of the soul stuff, right? Like Curtis Mayfield and oh, yeah. uh, Isaac Hayes and stuff, right? Is is how sampled all that stuff is, right? Oh. So I'm gonna play something for you, right? I'll this, do it. If I can get it to play, but, right? This is Isaac Hayes, "Walk On By." Right? Oh yeah. And this is so embedded in so much of the music that we love already, yep. right? And there's. A sample, in, a sample in this that's well this this the beginning yeah it's from the beginning uh, of something right yeah shit it sounds like a Kanye type thing no Kanye changing Nas watch oh yeah here it comes the beat drops warning that's warning. Yep. Right. Who the fuck is this? Page of me of 546. Oh, yeah. And right. then there's another part coming yep. up. Mob Deep. Could be. It's got a Mob Deep, Mob Deepish feel. Yeah, man. There's another part. Hold on. Let it play. Hold on. Right. Let it ride out. And, like, it's crazy. Like, just the instrumentation and, like, how this stuff is, like, such a part of, like, so much of the music that we love. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, like, I, you hear this stuff and I'm like, oh, my God, I've heard so many elements of this one song and so many songs I love, and you don't know why. You don't know why. But, All right, well, I think also the sample for uh, Can I Live is in the song, yep. too. Jay-Z, Can I Live, it? it's one of my favorite songs ever. Well, you get the idea. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. like just epic shit. So, like, there's stuff that I've been uncovering, and I'm like, wow, man, like, you know. Nice. That stuff, like, it, it's a nice change of pace. And, I like, I yeah. fi- you, f- you find your mind needing, needing a change of pace or your emotions needing a change mm-hmm. of pace. And it's like, you know so much of the music that's like been the soundtrack of my life is aggressive in a way and it's like all right how can i find music that inspires me in a similar fashion but maybe right is not as uh, when you're dealing with stressful things it's like people don't want to watch the news after a long day at work. right right exactly <laughs> you, know, like, you know what i mean exactly, it's too exactly. much for the for too much of a burden right on the on your capacities too. right exactly Exactly, yeah. exactly. There's a cool. Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'll try to send it to you. But there's like a cool DJ who's. Um, oh, it's called No Ideas Original, but he puts out mixes, and it's it'd be that, right? And then it would be the song turning into the song, right? And it would go on and on for like two hours, right? Of that, of sample original. Is it? Sam- um, is it 
You guys keep talking. I gotta think for a second. I know. I know. I feel like I know exactly who it is. It's. I feel like it's not a big name. Mm, okay. But a couple of, I think like Just Blaze has done one before. Okay. Or at least what the guy does is like he'll do the mix to be a two right, hour right, mix right. like that. Right. But like Just Blaze and uh, Puff Daddy right, and like right. a couple other big producers, Alchemist or whatever, right. will be, hey, I'm here on the mix with What's His Face and talk about is like. Is Scram what, Jones? It's not Scram Jones. Scram Jones is the, I've heard Scram Jones do that. I was, yeah. I was trying to remember who the hell I was. I kept saying, hearing Stretch Armstrong in my head. It's not, I mean, like, so much of the music that we Scram grew Jones up with yeah, yeah. was soul and funk remade. Yes. yes. And, you know, it's like the from uh, from Motown up to 80. It's the music that the guys remade. who were 10 years older than us, who their parents were listening to right. when they were kids. Right. So and they'd, they'd, they'd hear the versions we heard, and they'd yeah. be like, oh, man, I can't believe they remade this. They just yeah, took yeah. that shit. Yeah, of like we do now yeah, when we hear songs from when we were kids yeah. being we remade. And Drake samples, Wu-Tang or whatever. Right. And it's like, <laughs> no, what's happening is there's a 16-year-old kid out there who doesn't know shit about yep. anything. Yep. And this is the first time he's hearing something awesome. Yep. Yeah. He's, it's a new version of established awesomeness. Yeah. To introduce it to him, because he's not going to go, he doesn't give a shit what I like, and right. one doesn't want to go hear the best album from when his dad was 12. Right, right, like, of course. <laughs> he wants to hear the best album when he's 12. Yep. And so, that's why I don't get like caught up, oh, everything's a remake, like a lot of people get mad at that. I'm like, what we need is a little more balance right. of innovation, but at the same time, like Outkast, Dr. Dre, The Roots, you know, these, these uh, creative titans. Yep. They were just remaking their influences. Of course. What's your trope? What's my trope? The music world. Uh, just some hip hop music. All right. Uh, Styles P put out an album that's got a couple good songs okay. on it. A new Ooh. one. I almost sent you guys the opening track because it's very like handle your business like. Well, that always makes me in happy. the mood that we're in. So no, that always makes me happy. And stick Styles to your P's, guns, like Styles so. P's out there making fire. That's good. That's yeah. He's good. still. I gotta say, he's one of the rappers from oh, yeah. like a twenty-year run now of not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Giving up, quitting, falling off. Like yeah. he's been. You could argue he's gotten a little bit better. Right. Over that time. Oh yeah, I agree. And like, other than Black Thought, it's really tough for me to name like a rapper ever. Right. Who was so consistent and consistently improved? Yep, that's true. You know. Yep. Like even the the greats, like uh, you know, you're not looking at Jay Z or Nas now and thinking like that what they're putting out right. is better than their debut albums right, or their third or fourth album, in many ways. You know. No, for sure. Uh, so he's one of the guys. I always try to check it out, and there's a couple of good songs on his album, but otherwise. Have not uh, had anything new in the chamber. J Rock from Kendrick's Click has a has a kind of like an Ice Cube album. It's like a hard hitting West Coast album like that. It's pretty dope. It's got some dope songs. Yeah, he's had a couple songs I like. You know what I was listening to? I got like, oh, you know that's interesting. This is something I actually thought of bringing up. And here we are, Squadcasting. So I'm gonna try to play this. So Greg. Yep. Um, you'll remember this guy. Okay. So, the Black Album by Jay-Z. Yep. Hold on, I'm trying to get this, um, to come up. The Black Album by Jay-Z. 
2001-ish, something like that. And he's, you remember the line? It's like, may hopefully you remember me after this song. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll fade to black and yada, yada. And like one the one video, he gets shot and everything. Right. And that was supposed to be his um, final album. Yeah. His retirement album yep. was the black album. Yep. And then there was like Quite four. Some time ago. Then there was like four or five years, and then he came out with Kingdom Come, right? Ah, right. uh, okay, okay, okay. I know where and, he's going with this. And during yes, that <laughs> period. Yep. This rapper comes out named Angelus. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's got all these like New York City DJs. He's on their mixtapes. They're shouting out his songs, DJ K-Slay, all these guys from like Hot 97 radio stations. He's got like a clique of other rappers that are in his crew. They're all kind of eh, right? right? But he sounds a lot like Jay-Z. He raps over predominantly Jay-Z beats, and he just starts like churning out mixtapes out of nowhere, right? Okay. Name's Angelus. Yes. Then another, I remember all this well. I remember yeah. this controversy. So then a third guy pops up, and his name was like V-Dot. Okay. okay. Now, Sean, Jay-Z had called himself S-Dot Carter, right. right, for Sean Carter. So this guy V-Dot comes out, and over the ether beat, which Nas used to diss Jay-Z, he's dissing Angelus for stealing his idea of sounding like Jay-Z, which seems like a really unbelievable thing for a rapper to do, right? Like, man, I was going to steal his shit and you stole from me. You're a fucking biter. Like, it doesn't work, right? But so, let me see if I can play this for you. This is not Jay-Z. Okay, this is Angelus. Shit. I hope he sounds like him. Sounds like Exactly the way I felt all during that controversy before, where I was pretty positive it was him. Right. But then I could close my eyes and sort of hear another right. voice in there or something. Yeah. Right. And Something's I was off. never sure. I was never yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I it agree. always seemed like I it always seemed like a cool theory and it always seemed like it probably was, but we've never gotten any conclusive proof at all. So I should probably have done the legwork of looking back into because I haven't looked into of it course, since then. But what's I almost don't want to shatter the myth because okay, this yeah, is yeah, why yeah. it's fun. Right. All right. This guy popped up. Yeah, yeah. During Jay Z's retirement. Yeah. And then vanished. Right. Right. When Jay Z came back. That's true. And it was like three years of like constant putting out songs over right. Jay Z beats. Right. I think there is like a video of him. I think I asked like a. A producer once, like a guy I knew who's in the hip-hop scene and like worked with him, and he's like, no, I was in a studio, and Angelus was in the studio, and I've saw, seen Angelus. But there, I think there's like, there used to be like a stock photo. Right, right, right. Like young urban male. Right, right, right. On a MySpace right, profile. Right, <laughs> And that's like the only thing you could find of him. Right. Back in, 
when it was happening in yeah, real yeah. time, right? Like it, YouTube wasn't even as big right. in 2004 as it is now, right? right? And so you're asking what I've been listening yeah. to. I randomly had like a folder of like yeah, 200 yeah. Mob Deep remixes or random songs and another one of like 200 Angelus songs. Right. And I'm like, God, I haven't listened to either of these yeah. in like 15 years. So I just, that's what I've been listening to lately is those two things. Right. And dude, there's like so many... Like, the guy is constantly making these, like, really subtle. Right. Not of it, not all of it's subtle, but right. subtle, like, Jay-Z references. Right. That, like, only someone who is either Jay-Z right. or had exhaustively listened and studied Jay-Z would be able to make these reference, these things. And I'm talking, like, when he overdubs his vocals, his ad-libs, right. like, the recording style. Right. So much of it is exact. Right. That it's it blows my mind that it could be someone else. Like that I know people can do impressions and that I we've heard sure. people do like Jay Z voices, comedians and stuff before. But when I say like to for a dude to put out like, you know, a hundred and fifty songs. Damn. And of course he's like on like the biggest mixtape, like the K Slay mixtape and like all these things like never heard of him before ever. All of a sudden like a big you know, guy with a major record deal is shouting him out. You know, it's funny because I sit here and I I, 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 I just Googled it real quick. Right. And it's it's interesting because there's no, it's just basically that here's a guy who sounds like Jay-Z. But there's no, like, I don't know. There's, there's no, no like, conclusive. Right, right. And and I and it just in the quickest Google search, I don't see people saying, oh, it is Jay-Z. I right. just see, see people saying that it's a doppelganger who sounds like him. No, it all it comes up on rappers yeah, who yeah. sound like other rappers yeah, is yeah, what'll come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But there's no like there's no like analytical discussion or right. anything based on any evidence. It's like, well of course but you could make the argument that Jay Z sounds like right, Jay Z. There's no yeah, yeah. investigation there. But I love the idea of like faking your death yeah, 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 of course. artistically. Yeah, yeah. And coming out with a pseudonym, because there was always one of the um, last songs, this is a part of the myth, one of the last songs Jay-Z recorded before all this that he put out was called Ignorant Shit. I remember it. It's amazing. And it was like, the, the refrain was like a series of yeah, yeah. curse words and yeah, profanity. Yeah. And then it, he said, like, I got the ignorant shit you want. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like snubbing his nose yes, at his cool. audience. Yep. Like, oh, you want me to dumb it down? Yep. You just want me to say, like, really ignorant, mindless yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. That's what you it's want from song. me? Look that up, ignorant shit. And great so song. that was like his goodbye yeah, yeah. in many ways. Yep. And to me, it was kind of like, oh, here's a guy who's, like, got this mythological status or he's reached the pinnacle yep. and he can't, like, say what he wants to say. Right. So what does he do? He fakes his own, the end of his career, right. and starts a new career, right. saying what he wants to say. No holds barred, no preconceptions of how he's supposed to sound, not worrying about selling records because none of them were official albums. Right, 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 sure. They were just fucking street mixtapes yeah, like yeah. they made their way onto the internet. But like you would think people would be like, what happened to that guy? Where yeah. is he? Yeah. Where is he? Where, or where's like the... Yeah, there's a million bloggers out there. You're telling me I can't find a blogger who's like, that time I met Angelus yeah, yeah, exactly. at the open mic right. or at, you know, the Styles or P album been, release party. Where has he been for the past 10 years or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. You know? Um, 
So I, I've always loved that that story. Oh, and that it's myth. a great story. So I don't, you know, I want to yeah, know. It's a great story, and it's never been resolved, which is crazy. And me. it's really not widely discussed yeah, in yeah, any yeah. kind of way. And you'd think, like, if that happened with, you know, right, if Beyonce course. did that. Well, you know, kind of wanted to probably have that feeling of Tupac, where there's people who believe Tupac's still alive, right? right? right. But how do you do, how do you do that? But but never have to actually die, right? You retire. Yeah. And then there's some body of work that is popping up. And don't get me wrong. It has your fingerprints on it. It's like right. the closest you can come without. Right. And, but dude, and like using all Jay-Z beats. Right, right, sure. And the same ad libs. Right, right. And like, you know, he even like a guy who was like his Memphis Bleak sidekick. Right. And they had like the record, the guy that he like started the record label with guy. Right. Like Damon yeah, Dash. Sure, sure, like sure. all these things where I'm like, okay, this is performance art right. on some fucking level. Even if it's a guy pretending to be Jay Z, it reached the point of it being impressive, right, right, of in my opinion. You know, um, so yeah, try and check that out. Angelus. Look up Angelus. A-N-G- Type in Angel O U S. Yep, O U S on YouTube, and you'll go down a portal. On a final note, <gasps> Foodcast, dirtiest thing you've eaten, Dirt Malone. Wow. The dirtiest. Oh no, we need a theme song, right? You've eaten now. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. What is a dirt? So it's the Chips Ahoy and the Oreo ice cream. Good, I've right? had Ooh. it. And I feel like it should be a bigger container, bigger container. but it's small. Well, it's interesting. I think they, they've shrunk the ice cream containers like just slightly. They have. So it's not a half gallon anymore. It is whatever it is. And it's not ice cream. It's frozen dairy dessert. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not the same consistency. It's like, you know, softer. But it is But it delicious. is delish. So okay. I had that, and then I had uh, two Blue Bunny cones ah. to go with it. Blue Blue Bunny was first discussed. Fucking don't cool blow up. Sco, Sco oh, nice. Yeah, cool. nice broke a lot of this I'm stuff. in the dessert aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too much. <laughs> you find me in, a, in the dessert aisle. Post it up. So looking good. like uh, frozen, I knocked frozen, over a in fucking... In the frozen novelties. You find me post it up. Looking like I knocked over a fucking <laughs> shelf. It's covered in melted ice cream. Uh, Speaking of Uzbeki. That's right. Uh, the worst thing I ate was a processed food item. Okay. An old school childhood snack. Okay. Served frozen usually Ooh. in sets of nine. In sets of nine. Or 18, possibly. They lay flat. They're round. Bagel bites? Yes. So oh. nice. So nice is a, was when an I early was a young proprietor. Kid, oh, Purve- I there was a good three years of my teens probably where I kept bagel bites in business. Yep. Single-handedly. Mountain Dew yeah. and bagel bites, they just had to drop the pallet off. Yeah. You'd hear the truck the beeping door. out front. Yep. Uh, I did it. I bagel saw them. Bites I'm are like, fucking I good. haven't had them in like 20-something years probably. Wow. Went in. How were they? Perfect. Yeah. Yes. They actually, little hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, I'm salivating right now. I can wow. barely talk. Let them cool off, though, so you don't burn the top of your It's funny mouth. how these things get, that's why they want, they market to kids. They want it to be cooked into your Right, right, right. Psyche. In your childhood, nostalgically. Yeah. Yep. So that it, it stays with you. It, they, they, they won. Yeah. What about you? Dirtiest thing I've eaten. Put you guys on the spot so I could sit over here and try to think about it. I mean, nothing crazy. Some some little icy creams, you know, a little homemade mm. Sunday kind of action. Nice. Mm. I've been known to have a Sunday on a Sunday. Hey, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, I'm not too good for that. Um, I'm Sunday exception. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what like you know. It's usually the typical fixings: co- cookies, brownies. Um, you know, maybe a little Reese's action on top of whatever <laughs> ice cream is chosen. Milk and cookies being my favorite. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Mm. Um, never had that. I gotta try. There's that. a Friendlies that has like a. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's like, imagine if it was called cookies and cream extreme, mm. right? Where it's cookies and cream, but then it's like the cookies and cream have cookies and cream. Mm. <laughs> you know, like the Oreos. Did you ever see the Oreos and it's cookies and cream Oreos? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Oreos, but then the cream inside is cookies and cream. And I'm like, wait a minute, or- cookies and cream is designed based on Oreos. Right. So now it's an Oreo flavored like Oreo. of some kind. Yeah, 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 seriously. What are your Here's feelings it. on thin Oreos? I saw them the other day. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, no, it is a thing. I mean, makes me sick. I, Get well, the fucking double stuff. I saw right? there's rock. I saw there's Rocky Road uh, Oreos. That sounded pretty good. Because sometimes, because sometimes, here's the thing, right? And I know I have like weird hangups about like. Here's here's the thing. I feel like I like lots of foods. I feel like I, I'm more open minded about food than most. But I right. have these weird things that I'm not into. Right, fruit and pastry and whatever. Yep. I think some of the Oreos are just showing off. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, some yeah, of them are like, much. you know, yeah. like butter, popcorn, Oreos and stuff and whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay. But like, you know what I'm saying? I if mean, I'm getting an Oreo, I'm in the market for an Oreo. I hear you. So I, I, I that, mean, I'll eat the shit out of it, but I agree. Like, would you want, like, would you buy the key lime Oreos? Yeah. I'd try them. Right. But uh, no, like I agree. Like a box of if them? If I needed key lime, if I need key lime in my right. life, I'm not going to the Oreo right. section. I'm going to go to the... The Cool House, right? Ben and Jerry. I'm gonna, f- or you know, like a Talenti key right, lime right, right, or something. Sure, sure. Like I'm gonna get an ice cream. I'm yeah, not, yeah. right? You know. So like when I see when I see some some of the like new Oreo flavors that are just like like I said, I feel like they're showing off a cherry cola, right? You know, Oreos. I'm like, you know, some of them I feel like they're just showing off. But I, uh, but the Rocky Road I saw and I'm like, hmm, haven't had them yet. But I saw a thing. Fuck, that's delicious. I'll bring it back because it planted a seed in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. They have like a pop-up shop restaurant, and they make Zeppeli with chocolate chip cookie dough. Mm. So it's like you know, it's yeah, all basically, I saw that episode. basically I like, like a fried Ooh. Oreo, mm. but with instead of with a fried Oreo, you got cookie dough inside of that. Raw cookie dough. Wow! So it cooks. While it's so cooking. it cooks while it's cooking, and then you're coming out the other end of that, and you have sort of like a, a cookie in process wow. inside. Inside batter. I just decided. So I saw that and I was like, because Tara will make uh, fried Oreos at home. I'm making a bad decision so publicly I'm like, Yo, right now. I'm going to make her, make her, I'm going to talk her into, it won't take much <laughs> talking. Her. I'm going to talk her into making something inspired by that, I think. Dude, so I'll have, a, I'll have a good report for the next, the next. I just made a decision. Uh oh. We're going to go eat? I'm having pizza Please, for maybe dinner. we go eat. Wow. I'm making a decision wow. on a Wednesday. Executive. I'm going to go to a pizza place. Wow. And have a slice of pizza. Wow. I haven't done that in a long time. Ass slice? In my car. Well, you know. Many slices. (laughs) We'll see what kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, We'll see how crazy it gets. I like it. I like it. It was always a thing in my house. I know it's we're signing off, but it was always a thing in my house. Like with my my like my grandma, like I would think about like going to my my grandma and my aunts growing up. And uh, like if they got pizza for dinner, make a salad with it. Oh, yeah. And it was like, so now it's like you're getting some right. nutrition yeah. in there, right. and it's not just pizza for you dinner. Should totally you should totally do that. going on, plus some pizza. You we should, should totally you know do that way. Yeah. Do we it should, that way. We should all do that right now. No, it's like if I'm going I'll in. i go get the salad go, now. And I'm going pizza. in on pizza. Fucking large pie in. right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. It sounds incredible. I'm right. signing all off. Right. All right. On that note. We're signing off. Pizza out. Peace. Pizza out. Clean your ears. <laughs>